Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. I'm going to lick you. We have Gavin Newsom, who's doing a great job. We have Eric Garcetti, Hilda Solis, Kevin DeLeon, Wendy Carrillo, because it is a team effort. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader, garnering the nickname America's governor. And a very, very special thank you to our governor, no other than Gavin Newsom, because it is this partnership with Joe Biden that makes us come to reality. You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you would sending soldiers off to war. How many licks does it take? I'm going to get to Jimmy Gomez in a second. A good question. Let's find out. Hey, you. Yeah, you. It's time for your tongue bath. Ew! Rub-a-dub-dub. Get wet! Oh, God. Did you hear Kevin DeLeon was in there? Oh, yeah, that was a day where everybody tongue bathed, uh, or tongue bathed Kevin DeLeon, I think. Is that the proper uh, past tense? They were saluting a whole bunch of politicians, and they mentioned his name. Yeah. Um, You know, no other state in the union would ever elect Gavin Newsom once, let alone twice. No other state. No other okay. state. What other state would have elected this goof? Because this, this is like this is why, like a definitely a West Coast dope. California, <laughs> the West Coast have their own unique brand of politicians. You know, in New York State, yes, Jerry Brown's another example. Yeah, New York State elects guys like Andrew Cuomo, right? Like Rudy Giuliani, tough Fast guys, talking tough guys, strong right. personalities, right. lots of testosterone, right? Lots of decisiveness. Whether you, whatever you agree or disagree, you know. They're strong. They're real leaders. We have Gavin Newsom and Eric Arcetti and Jerry Brown, and they're soft, and they're not particularly decisive. And the interests they have are really bizarre. They always manage to miss the point. They have boutique issues. They like boutique issues. Uh, Boutique's a good word. Yeah. Things that most... People in the other 49 states don't care about, don't think about, and they get obsessed with. Well, the subject of the tongue bath is indeed Gavin Newsom. 
after being tested and singed by fire as California's governor, Newsom seeks another term by Tara Taryn Luna of the El Segundo Times. And what got me right away was like the first couple of paragraphs. Four years ago, Gavin Newsom delivered an election night acceptance speech that promised to make California a place of opportunity, safety, and affordability for everyone, <laughs> ending a gubernatorial campaign stuffed with audacious policy goals. All right, can we, can but, we, can we stop, though? Actual, oh, but it gets even better. I know, here. I know it does, but we, we can't blow over that line. A place of opportunity, 40,000 businesses destroyed. Uh, a place of safety. Crime. Crime we haven't seen since the 1990s. And affordability, affordability for everyone. That's why people are leaving. Yeah. And we have homeless. That's right. <laughs> yeah, people are moving out because there's no affordability. Do you realize he completely whiffed on yeah. everything he After four about? years, nothing on all three. He was right. a total failure, an absolute failure. And, of course, he's going to win re-election easily because we don't have an electorate in California. We have a cult. And what's bad about this is exactly what's in the next paragraph. Less than 36 hours later, as acting governor, he was leading the state through a trio of tragedies that took more than 100 lives. A mass shooting in Thousand Oaks, a wildfire that barreled through Malibu, and the devastating campfire in Butte County. Really? Um, Leading us through these tragedies? I don't know. I don't know. See, this is what I mean about political writers. They really think the world revolves around politicians, that they're godlike or father figures, and they have to lead us through... These are just, he's irrelevant. The firefighters fight the fires. The police respond to the mass shooting. I don't understand this at all. We had a front row seat for the Thousand Oaks mass shooting. I don't remember Newsom being involved at all. What did he do? He led us through it. What did he, he run in there? He led the state through a trio of tragedies. She just liked that trio of tragedies. Yeah. And then the following is a Newsom quote. Oh, that's a that's a bit of baptism by fire, isn't it? Quite literally, literally, not figuratively. Gunfire, wildfires. All right, see, acting like you're, yeah, you're not kidding. You imagine that's what greeted me my first thirty six hours. But you you could see when she sat down with him, how she framed the question. It's like you had quite a start the first week you were in office. Yeah, she, that's you exactly had the what Thousand Oaks shooting. You had the wildfire in Malibu. You had the campfire in Butte County. Guarantee you, he had totally forgotten about that shooting. Okay. He might have, you're and right. And then he goes, oh, yeah, that's right. There was a tragic shooting. In yeah, Thousand the light Oak. bulb goes yeah. off. Dang. Oh, oh yes. take advantage of this. Wasn't I? Because you're getting a tongue bath. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you get a tongue bath, they offer up the questions you like, and you just respond. Right? Anybody remember Newsom being any part of anything here? Uh, I mean, I, this just served as a preview of things to come in a first term dominated by extraordinary crises. And, of course, you know what's coming, COVID. And how many people, this guy with his emergency powers. Yeah. You know what she did? And how know. our school scores are horrible and the kids suffered thanks to closing down well, the schools. Let's ask, uh, did you, if you had to do it over again, would you close the beaches again, too? <laughs> which, wait, Taryn Luna, no mention of the 40,000 businesses he destroyed. Why is that? Why wouldn't you mention that? No mention about the millions of kids who didn't have an education for a year and a half. Why don't you mention that? I don't know. And then they called on someone named Dustin Corcoran, chief executive of the California Medical Association. Instead of having a positive vision, you have to deal with how to make the world not collapse. It's a really hard mantra to go out and say, well, your life could have sucked more if it wasn't for me. 
And that's the way we're supposed to look at him? Really? So if we didn't have Gavin Newsom, life would have sucked more? <laughs> how, how exactly? <laughs> Paint me a picture of life without Gavin Newsom for the last four years. How would it have sucked more? Now, when you hear this next paragraph, you probably should, Eric, play the cash register because that's going to work here. Over the last four years, Newsom passed a slate of policies unsurpassed by any governor in modern state history. The expansion of Medi-Cal to cover all immigrants. Illegal aliens. Okay. There you go. The the creation of Care Court to force the mentally ill and drug-addicted unhoused Californians into care. By the way... Not so much the cost on that one. We don't know if that one's going to work. That just started. There's nothing there yet. That's a I, I don't think anybody is. Been. A sizable expansion of paid family leave for parents of newborns. Cash register. Two years of free community college. Cash register. Free preschool for four-year-olds. Cash register. <laughs> this is what he's done. Oh, and of course, facing out the new gas-powered car, which a lot of people are going to be real happy <laughs> which with. Which is go- going to be reversed. So, oh, wait, stronger gun safety measures. So that's you, not going to be cost. You notice what she led with? She didn't lead with. She didn't lead with um, benefits for Californians who pay the taxes. She led with benefits for people who came here illegally. That and was, she didn't even mention all the stimulus money he's handed out, too. That, that's that's the number one accomplishment in Taryn Luna's mind. It's like, look at all the money. That he gave to people from other countries. What a great governor. Huh? What? <laughs> the care court hasn't opened yet, so we don't know. We have no idea if that's going to work. You know, because... because and the d- care court, again, is all about taking the mentally ill off the streets, in case you don't know what that is. And in theory, it should be a good thing to finally send people into well, a place where, yeah, yeah but- they're told you're going into a hospital. Here's what none of us know. We know the broad concept, right? The two-line concept. We don't know how it was actually written. Yeah. It might have been written in a way that it is impossible to execute. That would be a total failure. We don't know because nobody explains it. Oh, dear God. In his first three days as governor, she lists more accomplishments, just a flurry of announcements, including reinventing the troubled DMV. Wait, did that happen? <laughs> I forgot about that, remember? <laughs> Well, you know something? You know what? I, what I, Does the DMV take credit cards yet? Do we know? Or <laughs> Did did she mention the $30 billion they blew in the unemployment office? No, not mentioned. No. Did she... Because Newsom blocked them from checking the prisoner's social security numbers is why that happened. Did she mention A how, big part of that. How, he, how he botched up the vaccine rollout? Everyone no. forgets all this. Remember oh, the but she mentions rollout? his big first crisis. PG&E announced the bankruptcy. Oh, well, he, we know how tied, he is, uh, tied in he is to he, PG&E, don't he we? He bailed them out. And who made some money off that PG&E situation? The old wife there? He had to appear tough on a company. Wow. Appear tough. Yeah, and he pushed the legislature to require us, the taxpayers, to shoulder $10.5 billion in cost to protect the financial future of PG&E. Oh, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. So all he has to do is appear tough and then get us to fork up uh, $10 billion. Wow. $10 billion. But at least he appeared tough. Boy, she's awful. Is this the worst writer in the history of even the LA Times? She does mention the French Laundry eventually. And the recall. But, of course, he defeated the recall convincingly, of course. All right. We got more coming up. When we return, first thing you're going to hear, well, after John says, is the keyword. 
to get some cash money. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Five o'clock is our hour of candidates. We're gearing up for it. It's only an hour and 40 minutes away, John. 30 seconds you get to make your pitch for office. You can call 1-800-520-1534. You call it now, it'll just go beep, beep, or something like that. We'll open the phones just after 5 o'clock. It is first come, first served. So if you're running or somebody you know is running, feel free to call 5 o'clock on the John and Ken Show. Oh, I just found this in the John and Ken email. They're offering a holiday segment, best veggies for your holiday spread. Mm. And what was really alarming is this, you know what? This is, this is World Vegan Month. <laughs> awesome. I didn't know. I, I thought it was just a day last week or whatever that was. Is it a month? There is. No- I didn't know that, but hey, I'm okay with that. There is nothing more annoying than these fake months and fake days and the stupid news media constantly repeating it all day. It and, makes I us mean, happy and it makes people happy. You know, you were talking there, at the beginning of the show that. Uh, John, there's a hamburger day. Right, no, exactly. It makes me unhappy to listen. To but it makes you happy if it's no. a hamburger day. Every day. It doesn't make them happy. Every day no, it is doesn't. hamburger day. National, I don't get it. I don't get what people. Oh look, are. but this maybe we should bring them in, Deborah. They have great ideas. Think potato ice cream scoops. <laughs> potato ice cream scoops. Yeah, it's a unique way to prepare your veggies for the holiday season. I don't know what that is, but that's what they're they're going to talk about. Okay. Boy, that sounds tasty. That would be a, a great segment for you guys. Yeah, potato ice cream. Sure. Something if we're really desperate, <laughs> come back in a month. All right, so a new study. Now, this goes back to Gavin Newsom, who we just uh, took through the tongue bath desk, thanks to another El Segundo Times writer who did just that to him, as he's going to be easily reelected tomorrow. But one of the things he's done, and he was first to do this, the person we threw in the dumpster on Friday, the New York State Governor Kathy Hochul did this. Apparently Hillary Clinton did this, too. They've been citing a, a study which is remarkably deceptive the red state murder problem and uh, apparently it came out of some left-wing group called third way murder rates are far higher in trump voting red states than biden voting blue states well this made the rounds long enough that someone said let's do the research into this and we've told you a few times that even if you see a higher murder rate in a quote red state it's because the blue cities in the state are responsible for it So a study was published out of the uh, Heritage Foundation by the Edwin Meese III Center for Judicial and Legal Studies. And it's called the Blue City Murder Problem, which is honestly what this is about because of the 30 American cities with the highest murder rates, 27 have Democrat mayors. By the way, do you need studies to prove the obvious? Again, look out the window and see the weather. We all know where the murders are. The murder, the murder capitals are the, are the big cities. Yeah, it was just a sneaky way of trying to encapsulate. But it's, you know. it's a lie is what it is. It was an intentional misleading lie, which because it was propaganda produced by a partisan organization, which is what dictator regimes do. They put out nonsense and they repeat it over and over again. We were just talking about this a few minutes ago when I was talking to Gary and Shannon. The human brain believes everything it hears the first time. It does. And uh, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a whole book on this. Because most of the time, what we hear is true, right? 
If I ask you what time it is, you tell me the right time. If I ask you the weather, you tell me what the weather is. Most of the time, we're not misled by normal information that we exchange with one another. However, in the hands of politicians, corporations, media, much of what you hear is bullcrap, but our brains are still tuned to believing it. And, and well, so if you hear there's a study from something or other, the brain believes it. It's like, oh, well, that's a good point, isn't it? No, it's no, not. No, actually, a good I point. tune out when I hear study because I think most uh, people they, don't, though. See, most well, people here's, believe this. Here's the details. For example, in Orleans Parish, Louisiana, which encompasses New Orleans, the city with the highest homicide rate in the country as of June 2022, they have a DA and a mayor, and the mayor is a Democrat, and all the city council are Democrats. Uh, they have a very, very high murder rate, which makes, New which makes the state of Louisiana look like it has a higher murder rate. In the city of St. Louis, which has the fourth highest homicide rate, all the elected officials are Democrats. And what they did here was they pulled out the cities to put a better perspective. For example, Georgia. The homicide rate is heavily influenced by crime in Atlanta. Two counties, Fulton and DeKalb. You drop them out, the state's homicide rate drops 17%, and the state's ranking falls from 13th to 21st. Even more remarkable was Missouri. St. Louis City and St. Louis County heavily influenced the state's homicide rate. If you take them out, Missouri is moving from 5th to 20th in the nation on the homicide rates. See, it's really just that simple. The, so what's it, dragging down any red state that has a higher murder rate are the blue cities. In the city of St. Louis, all the elected officials are Democrats. The 28 members of the Board of Aldermen, those are like city councilmen, 28 members, 28 Democrats. The mayor is and the city attorney is. Um, another, And you know what also is unremarked in any of these studies? Most of the victims are young black men. These Democratic cities with these incredible homicide rates, it's a killing field for young black men. That's what these policies produce. And then they run around screaming about... That's all gun control they scream about. Racism and inequality is... This is what racism is. Racism is having crime policies that allow young black men to die literally by the thousands in this country. That's the truth. And, but they're constantly lying to you, constantly lying and misleading and performing all these rhetorical tricks. They're like verbal magicians, right? They always get you to look over here, look up, look down. No, look dead center. You got Democratic cities, Democratic mayors, Democratic councils, Democratic philosophy on, on crime, everything from no bail to uh, light prosecutions to letting them out early on parole, the whole bit, right? Massive, massive murder rate. Victims are young black men. And apparently those cities, a lot of so, them in the study, also have those progressive Gascon-type prosecutors oh, in yeah, charge. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 14 of those cities, 14 out of the 30, have prosecutors backed or inspired by George Soros, right. who's created this huge funding machine for Gascon-like prosecutors, and it ends up with a lot of minority men getting murdered. Now, I, if, that's not, if that shouldn't be one of the biggest issues in America and holding all the Democratic officials responsible 
for for the deaths of all those young black men? What are you doing? That's not racism. That's not cruel, inhuman. That's a that's a that's a murder machine you've created with your policies. All right. When we return, the lady we did throw in the dumpster on Friday, hacking a dumpster, was the New York governor Kathy Hochul. She got rebuked on air by an MSNBC host over crime. We'll play that. We'll play Biden almost falling off the stage at a rally. That would be a horrible way to end his presidency, wouldn't it be, if he just became incapacitated because he slipped off a stage? Do you know there's a good chance of that happening? You think so? Absolutely. No, he's... Should they have catchers? People are ready in case he... I If that was my dad... I wouldn't let him go on on stages wandering around. No Absolutely heights, not. yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm, I remember having my parents, my wife's parents, in, in the same condition that Biden's in, unsteady on their feet, about to fall, uh, Alzheimer's dementia affecting their brain and their judgment. Absolutely. He should have somebody holding his hand at all times. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, the Hour of Candidates is on the way at 5 o'clock. You're running for any office where you know somebody that is, tell them to call our toll-free number, not before 5, because you won't get through. And it is first come, first serve. 30 seconds on the radio to make your pitch for office. Well, uh, it's happened again, coming off the terrible attack on Nancy Pelosi's Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, at their home in San Francisco. Just about 10 days ago, there's been another attack on a politician. According to the Houston Police Department, a 33-year-old man threw a beer can at U.S. Senator Ted Cruz during the Houston Astros World Series celebration victory parade and did get him in the chest. They have arrested the man. I thought he blocked it with his hand. I looked at the video. We're now saying, nope, according to reports, he did get hit in the chest. Is that right? Yeah. I think what you're seeing is a little deceptive in terms of where the can ended up, because I'm looking at the video Oh, you again, think it bounced off the chest? And, uh, I think so, because that's that what right? the, Yeah, we have some audio. Um, he got booed, and then the can flew through the air. Yeah, it almost looks like he's got a guy there trying to grab the can or protect the senator. The guy standing to yeah, who's his right. I, I, it's it? probably his security. I guess it is. And he, yeah. I think he tries to catch the can, but I think it still hit. It says here it did hit the senator. In the uh, it was at the chest, I think they're saying. Uh, Cruz has got a lot of guts going out there. Because everyone's going to laugh that it hit Cruz, see? Yeah, I know. He was apparently at the... Uh, Oh, I think he put his hand up and it, and he missed it. He was at an Astros Yankee game and he heard it too from some people. They got ugly with him. Yeah, I mean everyone's gonna laugh at Cruz. There's gonna, there's gonna be no. Uh... There is something kind of funny about him. I well, can't really explain it. He's he's a nerdy goof, is what he is. He is a nerdy goof. You can't deter him either. He just he'll no. just spring right back. Doesn't matter no. what you say. No, he, you know even Trump's insults. Eh, who even care? No, no. He was campaigning for Trump. Yeah, but I remember when he but, ran for president. Right. No, but I mean, he was pissed off with Trump for about five minutes, and then uh, later on, uh, Trump was his best buddy. These guys, these guys are all sociopaths. They don't really have feelings. They don't really get hurt. Well, they they also believe you got to get over yourself. You're going to have haters. So what? Just you, you take the beer can every once in a while. <laughs> 
Well, but I want to express shock. Again, By another way, attack. Who's, on... the, who's the jackass who's throwing beer cans at Senators? Well, it like, is what, who's that baseball idiot? World Series parade yeah. where people who's, do drink. Again, another guy with nothing. I don't know. What what time was the parade? Like 10 in the morning? Uh, something like uh, right. yeah, that, 1 that, o'clock. That guy has the day off, and he's uh, whipping uh, empty. It's an empty beer can. He's throwing an empty beer can at uh, Ted Cruz. Now he's going places. 33-year-old man, but we don't know much else about him. Uh, the person we threw in the dumpster last Friday for the John and Ken hack in a dumpster was the New York State Governor, Kathy Hochul. Because during a debate, and again, while being pressed by reporters, she would dismiss crime as any kind of issue. She actually finds that her opponent, the Republican, uh, he's a congressman named Lee Zeldin, is obsessed with the crime issue, and she doesn't understand well, it. Well, this was... You could tell when there's a talking point that, you know, party operatives, either party, they sit down and they say, okay, we're getting killed on this crime issue. They know they're getting killed, right? They do constant polling and focus groups, and they know. So how are we going to turn this around? You can't really stop crime on a dime in five minutes, right? What are you going to do? It's it's last week or two of the election. There's nothing you could do. There's nothing you could say because nobody's going to believe you. So, all right, why don't we just start? Let's do the gaslighting routine. Let's just start lying. It's like, don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you hear. It's not really happening. He's just making it up. Or try the red state murder rate right. hoax. There you go. Because once Newsom started that, then they were all doing it. And now I've seen... Oh, Hillary Clinton did it, and this woman Hochul did it. Yeah, I know. Well, it, because it's, it's, it's a coordinated effort. It's a coordinated effort by the people who run the party, who manage the day-to-day -day operations of the party, they need a line of the day. They need the spin of the day. They need to be coordinated. So attention to all candidates. This is our new position. It's, it's, it's a lie. It's being exaggerated. It's, it's them being paranoid. It's them having a mental breakdown. It's them, they, you see? And what you do, you put them back on the defensive. Well, no, no, I'm not obsessing on it. No, I'm not paranoid. Ah, then it works. <laughs> See, you, you, you have to know what, when you have a winning message, the other side is going to try to undercut it by changing the subject or bouncing it back at you. you ever be, everybody's been in a, uh, an argument with somebody, right, where the other person's strategy is never to address your complaint. It's to deflect it and bounce it back on you and say, well, what about what you did? Well, what about what you said? They never take responsibility for what you are presenting. What, what they have to do is try to wiggle their way out of responsibility and make you the target. And that's what so, they do in politics. She goes on what's usually a safe network, MSNBC, in a show called The 11th Hour, a host, of, I don't know, Stephanie Rule, but here's what happened. No governor has spent more money than I have on public safety in history. Okay, but I'm going to interrupt you then. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. You might be working closely with Mayor Adams. You may have spent a whole lot of money, but I walk into my pharmacy and everything is on lockdown because of shoplifters. I'm not going in the subway. People don't feel safe in this town. So you may have done these things, but right now we're not feeling good. We're worried we could be San Francisco. We'll never be San Francisco. Why? Because we are already making a difference. We already have homicides and shootings down dramatically dramatically from what they had been last year, that, dramatically. And that's the true. most heinous of all crimes. There are other crimes that are up. You know what's up most? Grand Theft Auto. 
Why? Because catalytic converters, because of the precious metals, are highly valuable. So people are ripping Ch off uh, catalytic... Uh, change the subject. Hold on. Hold on. Stephanie Rule is talking about human beings feeling unsafe, right? She goes to the drugstore. Everything's locked up. What does Kathy Hochul do after inventing some nonsense, a lie? Then she changes the subject. Oh, no, really? Most of the crime is catalytic converters. And here's why. And then you waste 30 seconds trying to explain what a catalytic, catalytic converter is made of. But you see, that is all rehearsed. It is all planned. And Stephanie Rule should have jumped up on the desk right there and say, stop talking about catalytic converters and stop lying about the statistics. Yeah, they're also trying to gaslight you into saying, well, the statistics don't bear out your fears. So, you they know, do. you're just having a panic attack. Yeah. Uh, again, look, a story I'm looking at compares New York City's murders to the year 1990. Don't do that. That, that doesn't help anybody. That started here in L.A. the first time I heard that. And in California, when we were talking about the massive increases, the L.A. Times was doing that. Oh, no, no, you got to look at 1990. That is a thousand percent irrelevant. It is irrelevant to like 90 percent of people. Right? And, uh, yeah, it all except people who are in office or running for office, because, again, that is a dodge. They do the research. They realize, oh, my God, we're at a dead end. People are really pissed off about crime. What are we going to do? OK, well, let's tell them, um, you know, in someone else's lifetime, it used to be worse. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You think you have it bad. Well, you should have been around here 32 years ago. Woo -hoo! Ask your parents. Boy, that was bad. Like what? It's not relevant. No, it's not. And it's because they, what are they going to say? These are their policies. These are the progressive policies. Don't prosecute. Don't incarcerate. Let them out early. Don't have bail. You made it's your bed. That's like saying in 1992, wow, you should have seen it in 1960. Is that exactly. ridiculous that sounds? That, I, yeah, that's, ex that's exactly what it is. You bring up another generation, and half the people weren't even around for that. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll play the audio of Biden almost slipping off the stage. And John Fetterman, God love him, he's hanging in there in the Senate race in Pennsylvania, but... Uh, he did another bad one. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, so uh, old Joe was making a speech yesterday in New York State trying to prop up the falling campaign of the New York governor, Kathy Hochul, if, you know, you believe the polls. It looks like her opponent is, I love the word, surging. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they use that everywhere. Surging. That's a weasel word. I don't, to me, it sounds like somebody is really on a roll. And they're going to pass you up. But it doesn't, really, it doesn't really tell you I know. anything. It's overused. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about no more drilling. What? All right, let's listen. Cut two. No matter what their cost, two, 10, 12, 15. Oops, stepping on them. There's a, it's black. Anyway. <laughs> no matter what the cost, and some cancer drugs cost as much as that. Oops, stepping on a, hmm, yeah. it's black anyway. That's, uh, Is it a wire or something? Uh, yeah, I guess that's when he was uh, stumbling. I know, I know. And he stepped on the wire. Stepping on it, it's to... black. Yeah, I'm guessing it's like a wire that they had up there or something with all the... He was getting heckled uh, from one of those uh, uh, climate cult activists. No. Oh. Um, I think they were yelling, no more drilling. And he says, no more drilling. There is no more drilling. I have informed any new drilling. No, except <laughs> uh, 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 a few days I ago. I have informed any new drilling? 
Yeah, except a few days ago, he was demanding that the oil companies start producing more oil. He was, wasn't so, he? So, yes, that's a, it's a mixed message there because he doesn't remember anything he says. He doesn't know what he said last week. Either You know, um, for all these things, he's either lying or he forgot it. Well, here's what he said at a rally in San Diego on Friday along the same lines. No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it, even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of their, the existence of the plant. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. What? We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. No, he's not. Coal provides 20% of our energy in this country. You are not shutting down 20% of the energy. You wouldn't survive that. They'd come and uh, take you out of the White House real fast. Well, apparently his spokeshole, this uh, woman who's really a doozy, Karine Jean-Pierre, was asked about Biden wanting to shut down all the coal plants. And here, here's how she tried to slip out of it. So we just wanted to be very clear uh, on that, uh, which is why we uh, put out a statement. It seemed like there was uh, uh, some confusion uh, on that. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, I want to say this. It was, some of you were there. It was, uh, it was loud and, and hard uh, to hear, I think, or maybe not uh, exactly what, uh, what, uh, what was being said, but I currently don't want to get into punditry from here and, and why we did it or do it uh, or, you know, paid or do it, did it on TV. Oh but I spoke to, to this over the weekend. The president's words, we believe, were twisted. Um, and uh, we were very clear about that. And anyone who knows Joe Biden knows he comes from a coal, uh, a coal country from Scranton, Pennsylvania. His great grandfather was a, a mining engineer, as you all know. <laughs> President Biden knows that the men and women of coal country built this nation, and he has spent his presidency fighting for coal communities so that they too uh, can oh benefit from the energy from the energy transition we're in right now. Again, the reason why we put out. Uh, that statement to your, you, you asked me about the genesis. Uh, we believe his words were twisted, and we just wanted to make sure there was some clarity. Words were twisted. Play that again. Play that again. This is as clear. Especially the second half of that where it says we're going to be shutting down these coal plants yeah, yeah, all yeah, across play, America. Play, play that. If you, wait, the and words all are... they're doing is going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. Okay, stop. Right there. We're going to be shutting down these plants all across America. What's twisted? She just lies to everybody. Why does the reporter shout at her? It's like, stop lying to us. What do you think? We're six years old? <clears throat> There's videotape of this. There's audio tape of this. What a yeah. crazy time. And then she babbles for two minutes, hoping she exhausts everyone. And that everybody forgets what he was what, what he was talking about or what she See, was talking in about. In a close state like Pennsylvania, you shouldn't be talking down the coal. Did you see what Joe Manchin said? The Democrat from West Virginia, big coal state. He said Biden's comments are not only outrageous, they're divorced from reality. Uh, divorced from reality. Yeah. This is the weird position we've been in much of this election cycle. People are saying things in public. It's not a difference of opinion. It's absolute fiction. Lies. And you're supposed to sit there and, what, argue with them? Get caught up in the moment and then later, oh, well, we didn't really mean to say that. You're supposed to argue with somebody who's just making things up? Well, what, are you, what are you supposed to do? You just walk away. 
Really, every, you walk away and, and vote for other people. Vote right. for as many other people as you can. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.